Your best life is more rewarding when you become a member of Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. You can earn MyPlus rewards points for everyday purchases and banking activities. You even earn 3,000 MyPlus rewards points when you open your membership with Affinity Plus. MyPlus Rewards offers the potential to rack up major points and even bigger rewards. Use your points on vacation getaways, discounted rates on Affinity Plus car loans, gift cards from popular stores and restaurants, and cash back. Or pay those points forward with charitable donations. You've got a lot of great choices with Affinity Plus and MyPlus Rewards. Stop by the Brainerd Lakes branch in Baxter to learn more about your MyPlus Rewards earning power. Affinity Plus is federally insured by NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today we are visiting with our friends from Camp Ripley. Uh, in the studio with us today, Mr. Tony Housey, who is in the Public Affairs Office at Camp Ripley, and also Sergeant First Class Jessica Stiffarm, along with Staff Sergeant Jennifer Stiffarm. And uh, folks, welcome to Community Focus. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, great to have you here this morning. Uh, very interesting. Uh, Army Sergeants <laughs> Jessica and Jennifer, you are twins. Yes. Yep. Minute apart. <laughs> Who's older? You know it, don't you? <laughs> of course they do. We both know it. <laughs> uh, very interesting to have you here. I, I, I'd like to start with just, so what prompted you to join the National Guard? So what prompted me to join the Guard? We were 17, um, and I just decided to join because, for one, I wanted to pay for school. I knew my parents really didn't have the funds to pay for me, so I knew that I had to figure out a way to pay for myself and then the other thing is I just wanted to be a part of something bigger and have a positive impact and something that was going to challenge me and so joining I never thought I was going to join the army and I think my parents thought I was crazy when I went home and told them that's what I was going to do but then I waited two weeks before I saw the recruiter and then I just decided yep think I'm going to do it you know, and I remember one of my questions to the recruiter was, am I going to die? And he was like, Jeez. <laughs> he said no. So, yep, that's why I joined. Now, were, uh, were you the one a minute older than your sister? So were you the, uh, the lead position in this <laughs> joining thing? And did you talk your younger sister then, into your younger twin, into joining? Yes, actually. So I joined when we were 17, and she joined when we were 23. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So, oh, yep, so Quite a break. Wow. Yeah. Well, then you might have been able to share stories and tell her how bad it really was or wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, she always says she had to wait to see how I was doing with it. And then mm-hmm. once once she saw it was okay for me, then she decided that, you know, she was going to do it. So Smart. Okay. Now did, uh, and I'm Jessica <laughs> and Jennifer. Jennifer is the younger one for yep. our listeners at home. Okay. Jennifer, did you have kind of the same goals too? You, you were hoping to get school paid for, become something... Uh, become part of something larger? Are these some of the things that your goals too, or did you have some other thoughts? Yes, um, it did take me a little bit longer to figure everything out than it did her. Of course, her being the older, she figured it out sooner. I always <laughs> say she was the smarter one. Um, so I did initially, I went to community college and I got my two-year nursing degree. Um, oh. But I just wanted, watching what she did, um, I just had so much pride. And I just, I wanted that for myself. It wasn't enough just to be her biggest fan 
you know, I wanted um, I wanted that for myself. You know, there was just so much pride putting that uniform on and just seeing her at, you know, every event and everything. So I was mm-hmm. like, I need to get this for myself. So and that's when I joined at 23. So. OK, now I don't know what she was like before she joined. But did you see things like her self-confidence growing and so on? Yes. Yep. Um, she's always been a natural born leader. But okay. um, this just kind of capitalized on it, I think. So, OK. Yeah. So you're a nurse. Yep. Okay, and do, and uh, Jessica. Yes. Do you have uh, <laughs> occupation as well, away from uh, your uniform in the National Guard? I do. I'm a St. Paul police officer. Wow, that's got to be a big job too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, I've been doing it for about eight years. I actually started out at Mille Lacs Tribal mm-hmm. on the okay. reservation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There for like a year and a half. Um, I deployed. And then I went to Washington County as a sheriff, um, and then I went to St. Paul. And St. Paul is where um, I'll stay for the rest of my career. So, wow, yep. amazing! Well, thank you guys for both for what you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. both in the military and out. Yeah, <laughs> there's probably a lot of similarities between the military and being a law enforcement officer. Yep, for sure. And I think um, that's actually. Um, the guard has really given me a lot and that's one of the things that did give me is my career because I was actually on my first deployment and I always knew I wanted to do something in criminal justice I didn't know what mm-hmm. and then I was sitting there and I remember you know sitting in a tent and I'm like I want to be a cop I think <laughs> and I really didn't know like oh. obviously you know what it entails from TV and everything like that and the sure. random like you know um, in your community when you see him driving around and stuff but mm-hmm. then I just um was kind of like it's such a team and you like are working for the same thing to better the community to yeah. be out in the community to help people and that's kind of you know exactly what the military is about so yeah yep well said hmm. uh, I'm a little older growing up there weren't a lot of women in the military mm-hmm. is that's changing a lot isn't it obviously it is changing um, you know we see a lot of them um, so my job in the military is human resources and prior to coming to Camp Ripley there's a lot of people females in the TSU but prior to coming to Camp Ripley I mean we had a human resources company that was primarily female mm. you don't see a lot of males wow. so it, it it's it is really changing a lot so and even in my company um, it's a transportation company and it's kind of nice to see I mean it is primarily males but um, there are females stepping up into those leadership positions, and that's really awesome to see, you know, where especially a company that's just primarily males, well, there's women that are stepping up into those leadership positions. So that's really awesome to see from my perspective, too, as well. So what would you say to young girls who might be contemplating, do I do it, do I not? What would you tell them? So one thing that I would tell um, people that, females that are contemplating doing it or not doing it, um, you know, Just looking back, um, I remember I was one of those people that said I was always going to get out after six years. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm going to get out. Mm -hmm. And then after that first deployment, things just changed. And the 26th of this month, I'll be coming up on 16 years. Wow. And it's um, one of those things that the guard literally changed who I was as a person and gave me so much confidence. For the better, yeah. For the better. Yeah. Yeah. Just like... It's something if you want to push yourself and there I don't know any other job that's going to pay you to get your career at the same time and teach you so much about life, Mm -hmm. you know, 
um, through three deployments. Just I've learned so much about, you know, not just life, but people, mm-hmm. cultures, backgrounds, stress, how to <laughs> work under stress. And that's helped so much, not just military, but also in the civilian career as well. Yeah, very interesting. Did you guys have a lot of sibling rivalry when you were young? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Does it bother you that she's a sergeant first class? <laughs> I can't. No, it does not bother me. Um, okay. But I do always, I do mention when people say something, I always say, well, she joined earlier. Ah, good comeback. Well, you both uh, exude a lot of confidence, and it sounds like you really enjoy what you do in the Guard. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, you know, we just had the Veterans Day holiday just passed, and uh, there's another thing going on here in November, Native American Heritage Month. Now, both of you have said that you have served and deployed, and both of you come from a Native American community. Um, has that affected, has that, co- coming from that cultural background, has that influenced your careers and your goals? <laughs> um, yes, absolutely it has. Um, it's important we we have... Um, just to honor our culture and to reflect back on where we have come from. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that's just something that's always allowed me and Jessica to keep striving, to keep pushing forward, Mm -hmm. you know, to break past like those barriers, I guess you'd say, that we've had. So I think that has helped us. Good. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And I think kind of similar along the lines to what Jenna's saying, um, you know, we've um, recently got into um, the Native American um, Diversity Council within the Guard. Really? So we do a lot of um, events with them. And um, it's just something for us that it's so rewarding to go mm-hmm. up. You know, they had a bunch of schools. We went and planted sage at Camp Ripley uh, a few months ago. And um, it was rewarding to sit down and talk to you know, kids that maybe aren't thinking about college because mm-hmm. maybe that's not their background. But then to sit down and tell them, like, hey, if you join the Guard, you could do these things, you know, and just to see them kind of light up and say, what would you want to do? Because whatever you want to do is possible. Mm-hmm. You just have to stay focused. And it's, you know, it's pretty cool to be um, able to share that and try to share that message and keep passing it along and, mm-hmm. you know, just really stay involved. And, you know, uh, my sister and I are, the first ones out of our um, family to go to college and then to have pretty um, to have good careers and be in the military this long. So it's pretty rewarding for us to be able to, um, like she said, break that barrier and just keep like spreading the word and hopefully it gets out there in the community um, and it helps kids that are thinking about college or thinking about the military. Well, follow in your footsteps. You yeah, know? That's yeah awesome. I was going to say it's a great example Very. for others share your heritage mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome yeah. yeah all right well ladies thank you very much i better check in with uh, tony over here and find out what else is going on down at camp anything fun exciting coming up here as we get into these lovely winter months it's always fun and exciting and uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> even in the winter months yeah yeah <laughs> i was going to say especially in the winter months but yeah are you in charge of putting christmas lights around the entire <laughs> perimeter of <the> <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> no kidding. i'll let you know once i get up to a, up by sylvan dam somewhere <laughs> <laughs> well with today's snow that fell minnesota snow plows were down Doing the corralling down there, weren't they? Having fun? They were, yeah. We're, we're wrapping up, uh, wrapping up MDOT's uh, snowplow training, having a good time with that. Uh, and and uh, it looks like we're going to have some clear roads because they did a great job. 
Yeah. And explain that because uh, for years now, uh, the Camp Ripley facilities have been a training ground for Minnesota snowplow drivers. Right. And let's face it, I probably don't want them training on my road, but <laughs> this offers them a great safe place to operate those uh, very complicated, very large and multiple plow uh, pieces of equipment. It, it, it is. It's like the Starship Enterprise and those cabs mm-hmm. and everything now, yeah. you know, with, with the blades and wings that you have to uh, control and whatnot, getting around mailboxes and cars and, and moving in uh, formations with the other snow plows. They, uh, so they come up in, in the early part of the fall and they push sand around and they get everybody educated on what they need to do. Uh, a lot of classroom time. A lot of time behind the wheels, then they're out on the roads doing a lot of different mm-hmm. training. So it's it's good education for them, and I, I think it really pays off. Yeah. Now the other thing in the fall that we see at Camp Ripley are a number of different hunts. Is that season continuing yet? Uh, we have one more hunt. So we have a muzzleloader hunt for deployed soldiers. Uh, cool. and that's going to uh, wrap up all of our hunts then <laughs> between public archery, um, our deployed soldiers, and our veterans' hunts. And uh, uh, they've actually done... Uh, uh, quite a bit of work out there. You know, we've, we're probably seeing close to 2,500 hunters uh, from all five hunts throughout the season uh, and about an 11% success rate. And, wow. uh, you know, 11% is kind of a, a lower percentage and, and nothing really over 200, 250 pounds uh, came out, but uh, they had a great time out there. Everything was done safely and it helps us manage our population. Uh, and it gives uh, our soldiers and our veterans and, and the public the opportunity to come out. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, I know you have a very large population of deer and wildlife <laughs> right. at Camp Ripley. They're so. always getting in the way of my f- photographs. And stuff. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, uh, law enforcement, I know, also utilizes the camp for training. They do. They're finishing up a lot of their skills training, uh, a lot of their academies and whatnot. DNR just finished up a, an academy as well. And uh, and they're moving forward for that. Got their annual certifications out of the way, uh, which is a great help, and uh, that helps them with their uh, the rest of their training and other skills that they have to accomplish. Begs the question, Jessica, did you ever train at Camp Ripley in your law enforcement training? <laughs> uh, actually, I have just one time. It was for honor guard training. Oh. I had to do a lot of marching around Camp Ripley. Very interesting. <laughs> nice yeah. place, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. The, the most marching she's done. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, what's coming up this winter now? What do, what do our listeners need to be aware of? Any? Yeah, we'll uh, so we'll be kicking off a biathlon snow pending. And it looks like we're off to a good start already. Uh, our, the, our Norwegian exchange, which typically happens in February, is going to be pushed back to uh, closer into the spring. So oh. that uh, that gives us an opportunity uh, on the other side of the Atlantic to do training uh, more winter operations training closer to the Arctic Circle. Oh, wow. uh, which is more favorable in April than it is in February. So mm. yeah. uh, we're changing our scope a little bit on how we conduct the exercise. Uh, it gets us a little bit more uh, uh, training-wise with the Norwegians and then c- cultural stuff also. Uh, but our soldiers uh, with the Minnesota National Guard will be conducting winter operations training starting this month. Uh, they're uh, preparing for a bigger exercise in the summer, so they're getting a lot of their uh, prerequisites and qualifications taken care of prior to. Cool. So we're going to have to figure out how 70-ton tanks work in the snow. Very interesting. Hope they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And will we be hearing some of the guns firing, the tanks? We'll be hearing some booms, uh, yeah, certainly, and they'll be echoing a little bit 
more yeah. frequently off the frozen ground than, yeah. than they have with the past. So. I was going to say. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is, uh, they'll be doing their normal tables and uh, getting those elements taken care of right away. Uh, so hopefully we won't be, hopefully we won't be uh, having some extra music playing during Christmas time, things like that. So it'll... <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, we'll observe the holidays for sure. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. And anything else we should know about? Uh, that's really about it. You know, we're just excited about how well the fall went, and uh, uh, thanks everybody for their support. And, and Veterans Day was an amazing opportunity, a great weekend for everybody. Yeah, that's great. Wonderful. All well, right. Well, it's a delight to have all of you here today yes. and be part of the show. And. For uh, Jessica and Jennifer, we thank you for being here to tell your stories, and we wish you best of luck, and thank you for your service. Thank you. We appreciate you guys having us. Yes, thank you so much for the support. All right. And uh, likewise, Tony, thank you for being here today, and we'll see you again next month. Sounds good. Very good. (laughs) Our guests today from Camp Ripley, we have uh, Mr. Tony Housie, who is in the Public Affairs Office at Camp Ripley, Sergeant First Class Jessica Stiffarm, who is in the Training Support Unit at Camp Ripley, and Staff Sergeant Jennifer Stiffarm in the Transportation Company. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs can be found anytime online on our website. That's 1067wjjy.com. That's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. You can also find our Community Focus programs on our free downloadable app. That's powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.